0: In that case, you still uh, seem to go through your heads. Uh, according to the kilt, it has a pressure pad on the playhead.
1: What, the Reeboks? Yeah,
0: the, you know that, that flap that comes up over the head. Oh, that's
1: button. not really a pressure pad.
0: Oh, well, according to the kilt, there is actually a pressure thing and it does actually push the tape onto the It tends
1: to push the, it pushes the tape against each side of the head so that it sort of folds around the face of the head. Yeah, well, that's
0: how a buyer pressure plate works. Yeah, but
1: it's not actually a pad. No, it's a um, pressure
0: plate, though.
1: Yeah, oh, the bi, as you say, the buyer has got the same thing, but that's not a pad. You've got to have something to hold across the face of the head. Mm. I I used to have a little piece of... When I had the third head on the Calaro, I just had a piece of bent wire that used to come across and push it against one side of the head. Mm. As far as I was concerned, it was a non-pressure pad system. (coughs) (coughs) Yeah. Because the pressure pad usually has a fair amount of pressure right on the gap.
0: Which is where you don't want it, because you wreck the gap.
1: Yeah, Yeah,
2: we've got this other... uh Tape recorder, which is also quite old, and uh, it's not made anymore. It's a Kirtin. you've probably never heard of it. No, oh, it's German thing. That thing has got printed circuit boards in it, and it's got both valves and transistors. Mm. Four track stereo thing with only three and three quarters. Oh,
1: it's pretty. Yeah, that's right. Two speeds, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was sort of wondering, did the Akai? I wonder if they still have one and seven-eighths, because that's really handy, one and seven-eighths for for recording um, cross The thing is, one and
0: seven-eighths is probably,
1: might even go out of
0: fashion now there's cassettes around.
1: Yeah, but they used to, even in 1964, they were getting 12 KCs at one and seven-eighths out of the reel-to-reels. So there's nothing, nothing really miraculous about what they're doing with cassettes at all. That's right. It's ten years, you know, or... Fourteen years ago, they were doing it reel to reel, just using standard tape. Yeah. With, that's with crossfield heads.
0: Hmm. That's right. Which
1: used to wear out, but they were still doing it. And um, if they had one seven now, and I could get say eight or ten kc, there's an awful lot of eight one five four one
0: six.
1: Awful lot of stuff I'd use it for. Hmm. Oh, who's you getting things from? We're getting tings. No we one. don't know
0: who from. No one on the want other end. To
1: talk. But you can't. You can't terminate it from that end. You've yeah,
0: got the phone to work again. Oh. But
2: You can't really get much uh, uh, treble on one to seven eights without losing signal
1: to noise ratio, surely? No, the signal to noise was fair. Like I was absolutely amazed when I heard hmm. it. When I heard this machine.
0: Yeah. Would you believe they've so got the line? Yeah. And uh, they've rung up. Yeah. And they've taken their phone off the hook.
1: Oh, when would they do that for? Oh, it'll disconnect eventually. Hmm. Just, just go next. Hello? Time. Yeah, just hang on. Do you want me to ring up the exchange and ask them to trace it?
0: That sounded awfully like one of the marks. Did it? Yes. One of the marks? Hmm. Saying saying what? You have tings. You have tings. <laughs> you have tings.
1: What over and over again? Yes. What for?
0: I don't know. In a very low voice. Well, very low in level. Hmm. How did it worry you?
1: I wouldn't worry about it. I'd just put the thing back on the floor and <laughs> go to bed or something. Yes. Oh, I suppose we should hit the sack. I don't want to get my ears too much out of sync either. Yeah. If you are going to get up at nine o'clock. Mm, that's right. You'd better hit the sack. you get about eight.
0: I wonder seven, if, um, if we're or? being listened to in East Hawthorne.
1: I wonder. Quite possibly.
0: We're probably getting Quite a tape. With, we're probably getting a tape made up with slander or, <laughs> or, 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 or um, listen to that, silvers or something like that, set on on top of us every every interval.
1: Set on top of us. Slander. Oh, oh I think one of those shoulder. types. Yes. Yeah.
0: Particularly now, that, um, we're um, out trying to find out if there's anybody else who plays with light beam around the place who's mm. listening. Uh, yeah, that's what we are reframe it anybody else who plays with light beam equipment.
1: Yeah, you've got to be playing with it currently.
0: Because, uh, or, or, or have it at hand.
1: In other words, what John wants is somebody who within two or three weeks can be, you know, at recei- receiving. receiving at least receiving within about a two or three mile radius of um, um, the um, area, the area sort of, of Burwood Road and yeah. near the river there yeah that area we well,
0: see we got someone who was interested in the system on a hill that's a line of sight from here who hasn't got any equipment um
1: well you have to build it up pretty fast
0: this is the thing because we haven't really got enough equipment to hand it out but if they
1: if they were really interested... If they
0: were really interested to the extent that they, they, you know, they want to build equipment... Well, they'd and rush out to buy, buy
1: stuff in the next few weeks. To, no, to that, get the necessary oh, it's, bits.
0: It's not a, a, a next few weeks business. Yeah, if they're interested to build it and...
1: Uh, but you want someone that can sort of get the thing going again almost straight away, don't you? Not, not, not necessarily. Not, not a six-month project, six-month wait or something. Well, you, you can you can sort of um, get yourself organised into something else in the meantime. Of course, you're getting 432 going. Yeah,
0: I'm going to get fast scan going. Plus the TV.
1: TV. system.
0: Mm, because I, I uh, the frustrating thing is, I've got all the bit, bits of it working, but I, I haven't got them hooked together yet. Because uh, actually, I was in, I was in the uh, the seven today. I was in the seven today trying to uh, have some connectors, but there were no technicians there that uh, knew anything about it. So I have to come back on Monday. Hmm.
1: That's right. You're be you saying it. Hmm. So, back on Monday, and then we might have some fast scan going. What happens, you get the connectors, and you can more or less plug the thing in and get it running? More or less. Yeah, that'll be interesting, because you'd actually get some pictures. Yeah. On the monitors and things.
0: And you'd actually get pictures that that had enough definition for you to see what they were.
1: Yeah, off an image orthocon. John's got one of those Channel 7 cameras, Bruno.
2: Oh, it's a GDA
1: camera. The real thing with Image Orthicon, turret, four lenses. Gee. The whole thing it needs about two people to lift a camera.
0: Well, it needs a camera dolly to put it on. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so it should be rather interesting when you get that going, even on closed circuit, just looking in the monitor at the back of the camera, or...
0: you can have the camera in the backyard, because the contr- the cable's long enough to have yeah. the monitor and everything up in the shack, and the camera out in the backyard. Yeah.
1: If you're going to sort of put yourself on the you'd actually you have to put the camera next door, in in the room that faces you. And
0: take <laughs> it back at the... No, you, it's got a short focal length lens, you know
1: really short, sure, is it?
0: Yeah, it's got four lenses. It's got one that's a two-inch focal length, which would be suitable for uh, having in the room with you. Then it's got um, a couple of lenses suitable for, say, taking pictures right across the football oval and this sort of thing. Oh, and what's
1: and the other one?
0: Well, it's got four lenses. It's got a complete section,
1: selection from yeah. close-ups where you sit virtually directly in front of oh, the camera. Of course, counter. they'd be the same ones they use for the, uh, for the football anyway, wouldn't they? Yeah. Where they, um, you can sort of get a, you can sufficiently close up that you've virtually got the whole the head of the guy across the other side of the oval filling up the whole screen yeah or
0: else you can have the person sitting about six feet from the camera
1: yeah oh that'd be really incredible
0: because it's got a whole set of lenses it's to be,
1: yeah it's going to be good to see that going just, yeah because just to get an idea of the lenses that's right uh, Because each lens is worth about ten times what you paid for the, or more.
0: I know, because each lens costs about, well, the two inch one is about about 2dB or something, something when it's worth about, you know, 20dB at the least.
1: Oh come on, those lenses would be worth well over the hundred each. That's why
0: I said 20dB at the very least.
1: Because the long,
0: the long range one. Oh, yeah, I know, the actual, the complete lenses, yeah, the whole, the whole thing must have been worth about 20 grand or something when it was new, Mm. or or its equivalent.
1: Mm. Have you actually looked inside it yet? With the camera? Yeah. Have you actually, looked at the circuits and so on?
0: Oh, yeah, I've, I've looked, I've looked at, I haven't actually got the circuit of the, of all the camera, but I've got the circuit of everything else.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, well. And uh, the cameras reasonably straightforward. Can I've you get a circuit from Seven? Yeah, As a I'm camera? supposed to be getting one. of There should be one on file. Yeah, that's why I'm going to uh, go pay a few more visits to Seven. And uh, actually, I, I know about three people in there. Mm.
1: Oh, so it well, should be pretty right, because all you want is photos is What sort of camera is it? Is
0: it? Pi it's a Mark only Mark Three.
1: Four bits? and a half inch orthocon in hmm. it. What's that the, the radius the diameter of
0: the tube or something or what? Yes, yeah, the diameter of the tube. The four and a half inch uses a peculiar image multiplier type arrangement where the actual image is still only about one and a half inches in diameter, but it fans out onto a big target inside the tube.
1: Right. For scanning. What's the shape of the tube? Is it like a viticon, just a long thing or is it that it's a, bend in it it's a cross between
0: a viticon and a,
1: a crow tube
0: like it's you know that funny crow tube head that looked like a funny box. oh yeah yeah it
1: looks like that oh you never did find out what that thing was it looks
0: really fascinating I think it's some sort of flying spot scanning tube myself
1: it's really odd but hmm
0: you got it from the Wayne now, now I went there and they wanted 40 dB before it came along yeah. And they gave it to him for almost nothing.
1: And then along came... and got it back. Mm. That's odd, right. I thought you had a habit of getting things really cheap.
0: I usually do, but, but you can't win out on everything. Mm.
1: By the
2: way, I'm occupying myself very well, doing some cleaning up, packing in my room while I'm listening, so don't worry if I don't say something for a while.
1: Yeah,
0: because I think um, when you can go and buy a uh, an ex-studio recorder or something for, for around about the 20 dB mark, you haven't really done too badly. No. No, I wouldn't have minded. You know. Um, By the way, the CR plan to get rid of their present equipments.
1: Yeah, if they can get, they can get something better. Yeah. Yeah, well, a lot of their equipments just on loan while they fossick around for something permanent. But they
0: own all the quarters. Do
1: they? Are going to get some decent microphones and I start? don't know.
0: They, they, think that they think they've got really the best microphone they can get.
1: Well, where they got that idea from? They think that
0: those microphones there are far superior to anything else around.
1: Oh, they must have been reading the specifications. That's the impression you get from the specs. Yeah. Yeah, they, well, they quote these incredible frequency responses of 20 cycles to 19.6 kc or something on those. Which they do give you if you're speaking four inches from them.
0: That's the only time.
1: Yeah. Any any other distance, you get a completely lopsided response.
0: I think that probably the electrets, you know, like what we're using, like what I'm using now. Yeah. I think really when you can when you sum the price they cost,
1: I still can't work out what you're getting from a, from a physics point of view. I can't work out why why dynamics dynamics perform one way you know they, they seem to be very sensitive to where they are in the sound field and um the electorates and and the old tried and true condenser mics um seem to perform an entirely different way like one's a velocity and one's a pressure i know but i still can't sort of picture it in physics terms to why is the uh one doesn't seem to be sensitive and the other does uh, is the uh electret really a velocity I don't know what the electret or or a normal condenser is, but they seem to be um, like you can record musical instruments and things with low frequencies in them at virtually any distance away, and and you still get a balanced response, whereas with the dynamics, um, if you're trying to record a drum, you've virtually got to have the damn thing sitting on the bass drum to get any bass which I've found yeah, out from experiment.
0: Well, you know when uh, you see pop singers screaming into their microphones, they're yeah. probably using dynamic.
1: Oh, yeah. They're not too bad close up, although you do need bass cut if you're too close. Well,
0: that's very strange because uh, a,
2: you know, velocity ribbon... Oh, ribbons ribbon's
1: good. Ribbons are tremendous for bass. Yeah,
2: well, they give, uh, you know, far um, in excess of what they should give for bass when you're close up. You
1: know, yeah. shorter than a wavelength or so. Yeah, like rib- ribbons are good, um, I don't know whether it's a fair experiment or not, but ribbons you can record thunder with and yeah. uh, get full level and it seems, it sounds like it's fairly balanced, although of course the system doesn't go down to What yeah. happens if
0: you record thunder with a lectret?
1: I don't know, but with a dynamic it is laughable. Yeah. It sounds like somebody rattling a paper bag. <laughs> it's really <laughs> hilarious.
0: We must try um, recording thunder next yeah. thunderstorm with electric to see
1: what it does. I never seem I never seem to be set up for recording thunder when there's a storm. That's and what happens. By the time it gets set up, it's still flashing lightning, but there's no thunder. Put compression on the thunder. Yeah, <laughs> hardly needs it. Although, now I suppose it needs peak limiting. Yeah. Because there's too much dynamic.
0: Does 3CR use a peak limiter?
1: Yeah, they've got one online from somewhere. An old. They didn't bay. have it when we were on. Did an it? old Valve one. Yeah. It's not one of those things like the
0: BBC peak limiter with the two push-pull like
1: that. And Yeah, yeah I, think I think it is. Yeah, standard AWA broadcasting. Yeah. I used to record my music tapes on those when I was at AW. I used to record them through their standby. What? Before you
2: got Limit limited up a sack.
1: You know, the, the effect of them is not terribly obvious. I was rather disappointed because I'd turn up the compression to try and make it sound like XY and use It wouldn't work. Didn't. And they're really gentle in their effect even when they're only oh. 25 <clears throat> dB of limiting. Yeah. It's really disappointing. <clears throat> The gain comes back so slowly Yeah, they're and
0: well can't.
1: designed
0: though. <clears throat> I suppose it would stop you getting distortion on, on loud things when you kept everything high level. That's about all, wouldn't it?
1: Yeah, and they've got a fairly slow attack yeah. time. Those things are about half a millisecond or something. Mm. Or a millisecond. And yet, um, you still can't hear the distortion. I think the test of the BBC did said you could have four milliseconds and not hear it. you not hear the... the over mod?
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, with with this compressor I'm using now, I think it's a bit too slow because if you talk really loud suddenly, it does distort so you can hear it for a while before it attacks.
1: Yeah, well, if you're listening, Mercer, you've got that circuit of the... um, Which I want to build. ...of the Mark II limiter of this thing, so I must get a photostat of it. You've got the rough circuit that I drew up from memory. I must get a photostat of that. You know that,
0: that limiter you've built into that chassis? Yeah. What circuit's that built to?
1: That's the Mark 1, that's the AWA um, outside broadcast amplifier that the, the radio stations use for the football and
0: so Why did you build yours in such a big chassis if it's just a few ICs?
1: No, that's all discrete. It's like the circuit board for the limiter that itself is about 8 by tray. 5. And then you have
0: still got this, any copies of that circuit board around, have you, like, for the Mark 1?
1: No, I, I had the last one lying around for about two years and I was offering it to everybody and BDX finally took it. Yeah, um, that's right. But there that. are... Dan's got one. If you want to borrow his, he'd, oh. he'd probably give it to you on an indefinite loan because he he built it five years ago and he's never used it. Why is that? Because he's just never on the air and he's never bothered connecting it into the system. He's just never used it. So it's just sitting there gathering he, dust. He's go. just made it work and that's... Yeah, it. that's right. So you, you ought to go and borrow that.
0: Yeah, I, I should even ask him if um,
1: if he wants to make a quick DB. Well, even if he didn't, he could borrow it and he could probably have it for a couple of years and then all of a sudden, after two or three years, he might knock on your door and say, can you have it back? But yeah. um, in the meantime, he probably would have found something anyway. Did he actually build it up in a chassis like yours? No, no, he's just got it sitting there on the board. Yeah. So you'd have to an any box for it or something to, get, to keep the RF out because they're a bit RF mm-hmm.
0: Oh well if, if I was just borrowing it I could stick it into one of those cigar tins you know the tin yeah. ones.
1: See mine, mine's fairly large. Just stick it in there. Just I've just got a power supply in it as well which is power training and rectifiers and everything plus all the attenuators and jack along the front.
0: And you bring it out to plus 8 dBm.
1: Yeah well I've got input, I've got two fairly large 600 ohm line transformers also at one end. Yeah. So when you look inside it there's not really a square inch of room believe it or not. What but the that? Mark II, I suppose, is more compact. Oh, you can make it as compact as you want it. See, if you don't want to use... If you don't want to use 600-ohm transformers and so on, for going in and out, um, you know, you can make it really as small as you like. Yes. So get the microphone rigged up, yes. Uh, yeah, it's entirely up to you here. I think, probably, if I build the... Hmm? Your audio suddenly gone, John. Hello? It's come back.
0: Where did it go? Harlow.
1: Suddenly just disappeared. Harlow. It's back now.
0: Yeah, I don't know what happened there. Hmm.
1: You just faded down very quickly.
0: St- oh, it's off. very interesting. Perhaps the compressor didn't recover when I, I said something. It <laughs> sounds like it. Uh, yes, anyway, I think if I was building a compressor to use in the shack, well, a peak limiter, I'd build it sort of on a strip of aluminium.
1: Is it the on Studio having its clean-up, I can hear? Yeah, it must be. Here you go. Uh, yeah,
0: what it was was me switching off a fluorescent light. Oh, yeah. Yeah, anyway, I'd build my thing, I think, probably in, you know, sort of in a strip, sort of a mounting. Yeah. You know, perhaps even, perhaps even, uh, So you could mount it in a rack, you know, have a front panel adapter and I'd put all the inputs and outputs I wanted on it so I'd just have it sitting there in the rack with everything else and...
1: Which one's this you're talking about?
0: If I build any form of peak limiter. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'd have a a selection of inputs and outputs on it. Yeah. So you could put just about anything in from balanced lines to unbalanced. I'd have it so you could have transformers in or transformers out depending on whether you needed them.
1: Yeah, i got the same thing, although all all I've ended up using on mine is the... um, 600-ohm line input, because I know that if I feed plus 18, I get... um, I'm right on the verge of limiting with the attenuator set to zero type of thing. Everything's standardised and I can forget about it. Like, it did have a mic input on it, um, which is still there, but it's not connected type of thing. We just never used it. Yeah. It's so much easier having everything controlled from the mixer and just forgetting about the limiter altogether.
0: That's right. Well, I've got to build another mixer. I used to have one a few years ago before I was on the air regularly and I took and power it power for bits. Mm. It was a valve one, of course. I think I just build one out of two N3819s if I make another one.
1: Yeah. You <coughs> this thing's just, this is all full of valves. Yeah. 12A... U's and 12AX's and T's and things. Hmm. Which is very handy because you get a lot of functions with five valves. Yeah, you can. Ten little amps in there. Well, it's not as good as I'd like. I wish it had been built on a bigger chassis, because you, you really need um, a, power, a power monitor amp on it, I think, for convenience and also a, a much yeah, higher... so you
0: can drive speakers direct off yeah, the mixer.
1: And also a, a small power amp coming out of the cue channel so you can just plug headphones in direct, so that when you flick the key up into the up position for cueing, um, you know, you get immediate... See, I can't do that with this. I've got to feed the Q channel output through an auxiliary amplifier to boost what, it up. does
0: each mixer valve go in through a valve and then into a Q switch?
1: Yeah, there's four triodes on one for each channel that sort of, you know, basically... And
0: where's the switches? In the grids or the anodes? Well,
1: um, is it, is the switches are after the, after, after, the after each valve. Yeah. The gain controls are before each valve, which tends to wreck the signal to noise a bit. It's only got a signal to noise of about 48 dB or something.
0: Well, I was thinking to build one virtually the same as that. It, but but it's, a,
1: it's a passive mixer. It mixes through resistors and...
0: After um, these isolating states.
1: Yeah, that's right. And although it tends to give very good results...
0: You could use cathode followers and do do all the output at very very low impedance.
1: Well, it's got, it's got that in it.
0: If, you, if you're working on 600 ohms, so you use, 600, say, 1K pots for your, your games. Yeah,
1: well, that's the other way of doing it.
0: And then you, you use, say, 4 four or 5K resistors, or even 10K, yeah. for it's your well, you mixing. Yeah, you got no problems. And then you took it into just the input of one amplifier.
1: You don't want to go that far. I mean, you don't want to go to 5K. Like, if you use 600 ohm... No, no, hang on, what would you use? Um... You have to work it out. You can work it yeah. out any interaction, but if you go too far, you'll wreck signal noise again. But there's yeah, one, one good thing about that is that if you're using 1K pots, they take a long time to wear out. Because they've got a very heavy carbon deposit on them to get, yeah, the, right. to get the resistance down.
0: See, I once thought to make a sort of a studio panel, a bit like some of the aunties ones that do all the mixing and everything with pots, and then they go into amplifiers afterwards, like the one on the broadcast op exam,
1: yeah, you well, know, they all mix at 600. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Make but they're one. not using pots, they're using proper attenuators like you've got on the buyer. That's right, but There's resistors behind them. I wonder where you get those attenuators. I don't know, they're incredible. I wish I could get those. I'd rebuild the mixer if I could get four of those.
0: they're about the best attenuators
1: I've ever seen. Yeah, you just give them a flick virtually, and they spin round, and they're noiseless, and oh, beautiful.
0: Yeah, they're, they're about and the best attenuators. And they last forever. The other thing you could use is those um, light... You, you can get little units with a light dependent resistor and a variable brilliance lamp in them.
1: That might be a bad scheme, actually.
0: The aunties use them throughout now,
1: Mm. almost. Yeah, yeah. that wouldn't be a bad scheme.
0: So you use your light dependent resistor as one arm of a potentiometer Mm. system.
1: I take it the frequency response is still dead flat, I hope. I hope that isn't why they sound a bit, a bit trevellous lately because um, the stew reckoned he did a frequency response check and they were ten at 10kc most of the channels off gramophone was 6db down but this is after they put in their new Stanton cartridges instead of the autophones
0: what was he using, a test record? Mm.
1: he took his own test record in the one that <coughs> we that W&G thing that we all seem to have
0: where do you get that
1: from? record shop What's the sort of deep? how much do they cost? Oh, I don't know, about five bucks
0: Because so. I have? was thinking to buy a test record, because you really need one if you're going to do any work with turntables. Yeah, well, they're
1: very good, because you can... Oh,
2: that's not that thing uh, that's, you know, labelled professional test record. Yeah, oh, that's the one. Oh, I've got that. It's absolutely hopeless. For so what? S- super noisy surface.
1: See mine was as clean as a whistle. Where'd you get yours from? Ray
2: right
1: Ray Park? Ray oh, Yeah. yeah. Now, somebody else got a noisy copy. There must have been a batch of noisy pressings of that. But um, I think Mike got a noisy copy and he took it back or something. Oh. Well, obviously it shouldn't be noisy. Well, that's
2: right, you yeah. know. Yeah.
1: I mean, that most of... Well, Australian record manufacturers have got this nasty habit of using their masters um, for about five times as long as any other country. Um, probably because
0: they haven't got so much market.
1: And um, pressing out such that, the, you know, the end of the batch, the last few thousand are completely wrecked. And there's a a photograph I saw too, um, the head had it, GX, um, out of um, some Australian hi-fi magazine of a certain record company um, whose first letter is F and last letter is L, and it's a thing you go to to have fun, um, who um, were pressing out records and they had all these bags of, of vinyl dust or whatever it is, stacked right next to the stamper <laughs> and you know it sort of looked like they're pressing out pressing out their records in this in this um, atmosphere of dust and you know rubbish and yeah. and all this sort of thing so yeah, yeah
2: well
1: mine certainly uh, sounds you know it's completely uh, crook yeah. it's just a bit useless well mine was quite noiseless when i got it it's wrecked now because i use it as a doormat but you know <laughs> it's, um, it was Why
0: do a doormat?
1: Oh, just because it's, you know, it still works. It still does the job. Um, it's just that it's very noisy. I mean, the noise doesn't matter. I'm only looking for the, I'm only interested in what the sideways content is. That's all I'm looking at on the meter sort, sort of thing. Especially if you're looking at an average reading meter, the noise peaks don't really move much anyway.
0: Yeah, because, um, I was thinking well, when I get when I do a bit more work with the turntable again, I'll buy myself a test record and set it all up so it's flat.
1: Yeah, you yeah. tend to get a shock quite often when you put the test record
0: onto a system, you
1: find it's no nothing like what you thought of. Yeah, one channel's completely different to the other. And yeah, I must admit
2: that uh, uh, I think the noise has increased somewhat uh, on this record of mine since I lent it to a few people. Oh, yeah.
1: Yes. He must have played it with a nail or something. Yeah. yeah. that's very handy to have, you know, the phasing and so on. Apparently, oh, yeah. There was a record around, I don't know whether you can get it, but I saw it reviewed in Tiny Tops quite a long time ago, that had two gliding tones that were spaced 1kc apart. That, oh, that yeah. went from 20 cycles to 20kc's, and it was checking intermod distortion. Oh. And, of course, at 20kc's you don't hear either of them, but if there's intermod distortion, you get the 1kc beat note coming through.
2: Yeah.
1: And this is a, a really good test for um, intermod distortion in your cartridge and your system and everything.
0: Yeah. you probably find with most cartridges, you'd get it. Yeah.
1: well right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Although I don't know what velocity it would have been recorded. Oh, of course, the velocity would be quite high quite up there high if they were recording it flat. Quite high velocities up towards 20k. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I've mm. got a Stanton
0: 681
1: there. Yeah, I wonder what velocity oh, yeah. you
0: would get up to up
1: there. Um, they work it out um,
0: how do you work it
1: out anyway well it depends what their reference is at 1k yeah it would work out their reference then. Um, how do they record I think they record virtually with In inverse of the they try virtually to record with constant amplitude don't they which means that they're really it's
2: almost that almost it? it's this inverse of the ri double a curve isn't it
1: yeah
2: which you know not quite a straight line it's 60 b per octave it's got,
1: you know, a bit of a kink in the middle. Mm. But if you did record a constant amplitude and you're three centimetres velocity at 1k, which is the, the reference level, which they wouldn't record at probably, they'd probably record at about 6 dB under it.
0: Which would give you a lower velocity.
1: Which would be more like about um, one and a half centimetres. But then you go up two kc's, you know, you go two, four, six, no, two, four, eight, 16, it's a Factor of four. So to go one and a half, you go three, seven.
2: No, oh, I've got a calculator. 15,
1: i work it out. Thirteen. Yeah, it'd be up around the twenty centimetre mark. Of velocity.
0: And what did you say? A lot of cars just distort at about fifteen.
1: Fifteen to twenty. Variable reluctances, except the Stanton. Well, and the tend to, of course, distort to at, take about up at about. Five. Well, most serial rifles pack up around 16 or 17.
0: And of course, you're you're quoting this with reference to the test level 6 dB down, aren't you?
1: Um, so that when you no, that's just an absolute velocity. Like if it says it packs up at 16 centimetres, well, that's what it packs up at. Well,
0: you know, you know when they're recording subcarriers up at 40 k. Yeah. You get a fair velocity up there.
1: Yeah, they would be well down, wouldn't they?
0: Uh, yeah, they they probably they probably run that fair few dB down, wouldn't they?
1: Yeah, I think, think so. Because otherwise you wouldn't be able to cut it. That's right.
0: Well, yeah, they'd probably end up forced to run a few dB down by the way the cutter would work.
1: Yeah. Well, you can't. Um, like with a finite-sized stylus. Now, hang on. It wouldn't affect the amplitude you get cut. It
0: would affect the size
1: of the. Would it? Or would it? Not sure. Doesn't the, you
0: know, those quad records, they wear out just about straight away, don't they?
1: Are all all records recorded with this quad stuff now?
0: No. No. Oh, only if they got it written on the cover or something. I think so, because when I went into the record shop, one of the record shops in um, Elizabeth Street or wherever it is, uh, I had looked there, and, and you could buy quad records, which were specifically labelled as quad records.
1: Mm, that's a laugh, quad. Cool. I reckon it's an absolute laugh, trying to force that onto the public. It is. I mean, stereo was was acceptable because it was an advance. Mm. even though it was only being thrown on to get sales up, but it was an advance. Yeah, it was. But the fact that you can get the third channel by putting one speaker differentially between the two amp amp outputs, and it does sound... Like another channel. Like another channel. Well, it virtually is, because you're hearing something that you wouldn't have otherwise... Some people really
0: scream at me when I suggest doing that.
1: The fact that you get that effect, and it's really good, so you've got three channels virtually, um, and you've got to go to all this extra trouble to make it four, it's, a, it's an absolute laugh. Because I just don't bother listening in stereo. Because I just like having the music, you know, going.
0: Well, in which case you don't really need stereo. You only no. really need stereo if you're going to sit down and listen
1: to the optimum position. I, I never screen. listen in the one position. I'm always, I'm, I might be in the shack or sitting in the chair or kneeling on the floor or... Yeah, well, I walk around
0: here so Out in the bathroom. You know, stereo... Um, listening on the train, this you know, whereas it's desirable if you're going to run tape recorders to play with things that will record
1: multi-channels,
0: I doubt whether I'd ever listen to more than stereo. Yeah, we'll stereo. To record it to record mm record hundred
1: channels. Hmm, it's like the standard law of diminishing Returns.
2: I can't quite understand uh, how you really can uh, receive four channels with only two ears. I know you can, but I can't quite
1: see how. It's uh, well, probably, it? probably, doesn't it assume... Mm. You, no, you can tell when somebody's talking from behind you, yeah. Yeah, you, you? you can. With, your, with your eyes shut, surely.
0: Yeah, you yeah. can, because you tend
1: to move... Oh, you don't it. understand the, the mechanism of the the phase and getting to the ears and everything, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, probably... Oh, I suppose that's what it is,
2: just a matter of phase relationships and...
0: Because you can hear whether somebody's behind you, in front of you, or, or beside you. Yeah, yeah. yeah so it just it just plays away with that that feature
1: like you're all in the middle of my head at the moment what are you listening on john just the speaker Speaker. how would you i suppose i'm keeping your whole house awake
2: no i don't think so how would you make quadraphonic headphones
1: um, Somebody's actually marketed this. I don't know about quadraphonic headphones, but there's... You can modify ordinary headphones to move the stereo image out in front. I suppose you've seen that article. How do they do that? So that it's not spread through the middle of your head, it's spread out in front of you. Um, phasing networks. Feed the audio through phasing networks. There's an article, quite a good article in the wireless world on that.
0: Thoughts?
1: Well, a lot of people object to having the sound stage going straight through their heads, in one ear and out the other, on a line, and they prefer the the effect that you get with loudspeakers of having a sound stage spread out in front of you in a semicircle type of thing, or, you know, almost a semicircle, and you can get the effect on ordinary headphones by putting it through a certain type of phasing, double phasing circuit. It gives the effect that the sound spread out in front of you instead of through your head.
0: When you listen to mono on headphones, it sounds like the sound's in the middle of your
1: head. Yeah, well, that's what I'm hearing okay. lot like, like now. Well, I suppose I could hook up in stereo if I wanted to. Too too much trouble.
0: Hmm. We must um, must work out, well, well I think um, I'll try this stereo experiment. We can work out a stereo decoder to go on the sievers.
1: The other circuit I was interested to try was that one for demodulating AM where you get stereo. Because one sideband comes out one channel, and the other sideband comes out the other channel. Yeah, I-
2: that's Saison. interesting.
1: That one. The only trouble is getting the transmitter to work. <laughs> like the receiver is pretty straightforward, using um, ICs and phasing networks or whatever they used. Phased lock loops or something—I forget how. Yeah, you'd have to use some technique like that. Yeah, yeah
0: you'd have to use it actually as a sideband
2: sievers,
1: wouldn't you? I'm not sure. Like it was done with double sideband. It probably wouldn't matter whether you had a carrier there or not Yeah, because um, Probably just work just the you'd same You'd be
0: resolving each side, each sideband as, as a sideband You know, like single yeah. sideband, yeah. wouldn't you? that's right And you can
2: just lock your uh, BFO to the carrier
0: Hmm you probably have, Yeah, you'd probably transmit the carrier in actual practice so you could phase your BFO. So yeah, something in like phase. that. Yeah. Yeah. But the it might be 6 dB <coughs> down, but you'd probably have it there.
1: The good thing about that system was the fact that it, for a given transmitter power, it gave double sideband a better signal-to-noise ratio than single at the receiving end, which was completely contrary to what everyone had been. Taught. That was because it
0: was stereo,
1: wasn't it? Um, because double side beam was only being received with non, you know, yeah. what's the word? Non, um, not homogenous, um, thingo detectors. Coherent. Yeah, i yeah.
2: or co- co-
1: yeah. Just envelope detectors anyway. Yeah. Although double side beam always has been a pain in the neck to receive Problem. I don't think anyone's really ever bothered trying that hard. It's a
0: really easy thing to transmit though. Yeah,
1: it's so easy to transmit. It's like FM. It's easy to transmit and you don't have to receive. <coughs> yeah, it's a right. Complicated receiver. Because
0: uh, I've played with double sideband before. but... Uh, what on? You mean with suppressed yeah. carrier? Yeah. Well, I've just gone and got me push-pull RF amplifier and
1: back in connected
0: the anodes together and put a, you know, so it's balanced and then put audio into the screens. Back round like that
1: I'm, I'm
0: ducking out for a sec john so so the screens were out of phase that works so you end up with like a uh, balanced modulator or else you can bu- you can parallel up the grids in fact that's how i did it as i remember i paralleled up the grids and um modulated the screens out of phase So so normally you got nothing in the anode tank but when one valve was was uh, Conducting more than the other, obviously it was going to give you the sidebands in the normal way.
2: Was there any advantage in uh, double sideband,
0: all over well, over AM there is I suppose, but uh, yeah,
2: yeah.
0: it's just a simple way of putting duct talk to air without having to uh, get all your horrible, rotty sideband boxes and filters and all this. Yeah, fair sure enough. Yeah. Oh,
2: I'm not very interested in duck talk anyway. No, nor am I. Yeah. Much prefer full AM.
0: Yeah, I prefer full AM or or full FM. Yeah. FM, of course, it's nice to have it in stereo if you can. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And, um... I haven't
2: actually uh, got myself an FM stereo thing yet, to build myself one sometime, I suppose. Mm.
0: I often wonder whether it's worth going to all the trouble to build an FM um, tuner, because you can buy one for 60 dB, yeah. and if you went to all the trouble to build one, now, well, it's only now I work, I'm starting to look this way, you, you, you can earn 60 dB in under a week, but if you built the jolly thing and had to design the thing and fetch all the bits and put it together and all this, you'd end up with something which probably at the end would be would be as good well, by the time you'd fiddle, but you would have spent yeah. a lot more than half a week
2: yeah, earning right. it
0: yeah so if it's just a commodity like an fm tuner i think i'd be inclined to just buy it and be done with it yeah
2: yeah oh i was thinking if i'll build one i'd uh, get it to cover the six meters and uh, two meters amateur mm-hmm. bands as well and I've have a switchable bandwidth or something
0: i've been thinking to design a a cheap converter out of you know two or three fits or something yeah. which you can just build and stick onto your FM tuner so that it covers channel 0 to channel 2 or something like, well, you know, 88 megs would be equal to, say, channel 1 sounds and you tune up from there and get up to, you know, and you make them, so relatively simple so you can make them work on 6 or 2. And if you put it into Tiny tops or somewhere, you'd get quite a lot of people listening to 6 meters on their FM tuners then. It should be quite good. Yeah, yeah. but that'd be... Yeah, uh, what's the band, the deviation of the um, TV sound thing, I've forgotten. 50 KCs. Oh yeah. It wouldn't really matter, you know, Like you, you could run, well, like, like at the moment, I'm probably, I don't know what I'm running at the moment, but uh, this transmitter here will run about, you know, 30 KCs. Mm. Which is only going to be about, um, about 5 dB down, isn't it? Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's peak or peak to peak, that's, that's deviation each way, isn't it, from the carrier
0: yeah. frequency? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. But, but that's only about, that's peak, this wouldn't be running normal, like they're probably running, although they're probably running 50 kc's peak. Yeah. I wonder.
2: Yeah, I suppose they
1: would. Mm, Threw some coffee on. Yeah, I think I'll we'll have to uh, go shortly. Yeah, oh, I'll be shooting through in a sec. Yeah. I've been logging this by the way, there's about uh, 10 or 12 minutes of log left. Oh yeah. So, I wouldn't want to stay around. Hello, what was that? What? Wind noise. It like a very low frequency a bit of thunder or something. Yeah, it's yeah. probably thunderstorms somewhere. Yeah, yeah, there it is. Yeah.
0: There it is
2: again.
1: Yeah. Oh, mine won't do it. do it. Yeah, it'll wreck my transmitter. Yeah. My poor old output valve's looking into a short circuit almost those frequencies. Yes, yeah, it probably mm. is. Mm.
2: Oh, yeah. I'm uh, intending to uh, go off on Sunday morning to uh, New South Wales, visit the radio telescope at Parks and uh, then go up to Siding Springs and uh, visit the new. How long
1: will you be away on this for? Four days. What's what's this uh, a a group thing or?
2: Yeah, going with a uh, class that uh, takes the astronomy subject. at Caulfield.
1: Aye. Is that a subject program. there, is it? Yeah,
2: it's in the applied science. Did you go to Monash to see those films on...
1: Um, no. Yeah, on about a week ago or something? What it's, was that about? Oh, films on the, the, the latest... Um, one of the probes they'd had. Yeah. It's it's not the ones on from Mars? Yeah, pictures of Mars in colour and everything or something. This was oh, on TV, wasn't it? I don't know. It was on at the Astronomy Club. And I was just looking at it in the... In the um, I've heard about these. The sheets, the... You know... No. Days' activities thing, and uh, I got the impression that anyone could come and it wouldn't cost anything. But I think you've got to join the club, oh, yeah. which means you'd have to pay a dollar. But that means you could go for all the rest of the films for the rest of the year, of course, for yeah. nothing. Yeah. If you join the club, they have films on every few weeks.
0: It's to be quite interesting to see <coughs> a lot of radio. Of pictures of Mars, yeah. and. Uh, They've got They've one down to Jupiter. Not any pictures back from Jupiter yet? Dunno. Because they sent something out that way, I heard. Well, completely out of touch
1: with that. Yeah, well, they certainly uh,
2: sent something past
1: there, but I don't know whether... It's, you know, what's just go
0: and grab my coffee off. Yeah. It's all very intriguing anyway.
2: Yeah, it should be interesting uh, to see what happens uh, when that Viking tries to land there shortly. On Jupiter? Mars. No, Mars. Mars
0: oh the viking yeah yeah that's right yeah because uh, <coughs> perhaps the marsmen might ease it up yeah well they uh, they've just they've proved there aren't any marsmen i suppose yeah
2: well this thing's supposed to prove whether there's any life at all there this viking thing i wonder whether it will
0: though yeah
2: probably not it's going to dig up samples of stuff and do all sorts of tests on it
0: there are theories about there having been life there, aren't there? I don't
2: know. I oh, don't know much about the, uh, you know, these... Uh, uh, aspects, you know, that are, No, I don't either. That people theorize about?
0: Yeah, well, you never really know, do you? Yeah.
2: That's right.
0: Because they come up with all these theories, and as quickly as they come up with them, they end up disproving dis- dis- them anyway.
2: Yeah, that's right,
0: yeah, yeah So you, you get behind with the um, with the actual, what, what actually is the right theory because you've got all these other ones confusing issues Yeah It's getting cold in here even though the radiator's on, I'll turn it on to high Yeah um, Here we go, the radiator's floating up to the ceiling now because it's on high <laughs>
2: Yeah what uh, sort of activities on 160 New South Wales do you know? Mm,
0: don't really know very much about 160 New South Wales.
2: Mm. I'll just take my transistor up and uh, have a look. Well,
0: is, is it a prestigious as well? No,
2: no, it's just a cheap seven transistor thing that I've
0: tuned mm. up. Just
1: not very sensitive at all.
0: I've often wondered what's a good. Uh, a good portable transistor radio to buy that covers 160 metres.
2: Oh, are you? Well, uh, there's one that a friend of mine's bought uh, recently. Uh, oh, I don't remember what the name is. It's one of those military-look type things. Mm. And uh, it's got uh, broadcast band, marine band, which includes 160 um, and 80. And then it's got, um, it's got about three FM bands, which includes...
0: Six metres.
2: No, it doesn't include six.
0: It's annoying. It There's a friend of mine who's got one that does that oh.
2: military thing, and it's got 116.6 on it. Oh, yeah. And this one
1: hasn't got six, but it's got two metres. It's got a military brass band. <laughs> you
2: yeah, it's got two metres, and it's got um, the aircraft uh, frequencies. 120 megs around that area, yeah. and uh, also the uh, sounds of most of the TV channels you can get. You can't get Channel O though.
0: No, because if you could get Channel A you can get six. Yeah. yeah. Can you get Channel Two? Oh,
2: I'm, not sure. I'm not
1: sure if you can. It'd be what are they? Near they the end. 70 megs. Hmm. They're on a fairly low frequency too. You think they are. are? Yeah. Like I used to think, I think the Channel Two's getting low enough to be ridiculous until channel O came along. Well,
0: channel 2 originally was supposed to be the lowest frequency, just like on the broadcast band you've got outies now. Yeah, it
1: was the lowest frequency. It's just that... uh, No wonder whether they're going to have trouble with sideband cutting in the receiver with that, with the front end biscuits.
0: That's right. well, channel O, isn't it just because Sir Reggie ended up with the cheap emitters or something? Yeah, that's what
1: it turned out to be in the end, because as soon as they went over to colour, all of a sudden they had definition. Incredible. They threw away all their cardboard replica transmitters and put in proper ones. <laughs> which which, 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 the which, which, vaguely came near the correct specs that they were meant to in the first place. Which you mean the donut? Yeah. Well, they threw out some equipment, did they? They threw out all the rubbishy old replica stuff that, that was... Miles below spec.
0: What happened to their own probably, probably wasn't even,
1: Oh, I don't know. People got it, I suppose, but it didn't look like it was even up to commercial spec. You know, like factory television system spec for looking for watching people working on production lines. It was so poor. Like they were transmitting 625 lines, but they had about 200 line definition. This type of thing.
0: But a lot of TV probably only has
1: about that anyway. No, nine and seven are usually pretty good, and two. Yeah. But Especially seven.
0: Well, Nero used to have the blurry looking picture at one stage.
1: Who's that? Oh, I yeah. picture you know? Yeah. Oh, did you ever notice that? that? That was the whole point. Yeah. And everyone is blaming the the the, uh, the entire thing onto the findings of their sets because of the low frequency. And, and it wasn't know, at, at all More well,
2: I haven't even got. TV well, the
0: thing think what you missing. I was thinking Sorry. if you could get an old channel. You low thought? Band, if you could get an old, yeah. you know <laughs> how the sound exciters are only about 50 watts or something. Mm. And then they take that through coax out to their final amps. If you could get one of those Marconi or whatever they are, low band, you know, channel they there about. The sound. <coughs> transmitter exciters. Well, just get the circuit of it and throw one together. You could use it for six metres.
1: Mm-hmm. Get the circuit of it from... Um,
0: I was going to get the circuit of Channel 7s, but I haven't been yeah. around to it yet. Why don't you go for a trip up to the mountain? They use
1: a crystal multiplied up
0: by 36 and it's directly modulated.
1: Mm. Well, the, circuit, the circuits are up on the mountain. Right? Mm. If you want to go up and copy them.
0: I think it's better than an AFC loop in a lot of
1: ways. We went up... And, well, you know that one I was telling you about? All, yeah. all we copied out of that was just the... Um, the, the frequency-modulated VFO because mm. it took about three of a to copy out and it sort of felt a bit guilty about copying the rest out, but um, you you would know, um, you know, either yeah. yeah. Or, um, well, Ivor would be the bloke.
0: Yeah, because I... I uh, He'd let I you, tend you copy the whole to, thing out, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I intend to I get in touch, touch with, with Ivor again and... It's yeah.
1: probably all out of date anyway. Oh, they new stuff wouldn't be. The colour stuff.
0: I, I, they've still got the old sound business, they've just modified it. They haven't really got
1: any brand new business or uh, anything like that. would be all valve, wouldn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, that wouldn't be very hard to put together. Like the VFO thing that I had was only two valves. That used to make beautiful quality FM. Mm. So I used to play my records through it and listen through that in preference to direct. Because <laughs> TV. All this beautiful pre around 15K made the sound really spectacular. Yeah, it would. Yeah, I'm going outside uh, for a few minutes to take out a, an ant that I've got in here. Oh, is time to take it out? <laughs> yeah, this is All right. Anyway, I might be signing
2: soon. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, you know. Uh, oh, we, we could all we could all sign technically anyway. I'll just, right. I'll just stop the log. Hi. Oh,
0: yeah, okay. Okay. We say evening for technically signing. We say evening. We say evening. Right, now back to our normal contact.